Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. Wait, hang on. Hey there. <laughs> welcome to Stay on Target. This is the Old West. <laughs> We're your host. I just went pirate. We're, we're, I just yeah, went, that's I totally a pirate. Went pirate. We're sitting down here <laughs> eating some vittles and grub. We did eat some vittles and grub. Put down your six shooter and pop a squat next to the campfire. Pull up a log. We'll tell you some stories. That's right. That's right. Cowboys in the old west. The old west, dude. Red Dead Redemption comes out tonight. The old prospector. <laughs> the old He's here too. West. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So this episode, we're talking about the launch of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. That's the first thing. But uh, primarily, we're going to give you some Halloween stuff. Yeah. Halloween, some some Halloween, Halloween episodes yeah. of television to watch. Uh, but mainly Red Dead Redemption. That's right. Because mainly it comes out literally Red- in uh, an hour and a half from now. That's right. Actually, an hour and 24 minutes from now. Yeah, so like, you know, you've got a line to get into. I've already got my, like, tickets yeah. that I can, like, walk in, grab my game, that sort of thing. I need to get out of here in about 30 minutes. Oh, boy. So here's a rapid-fire episode. <laughs> Again, we had an extra long episode last week. Yeah. Um, in which we talked a lot about Red Dead Redemption. That's true. You know? and, uh, so let's so, just yeah. forego the usual what have you been up to kind of stuff. I like it. I like it. Well, um, actually, but there is one thing we okay. need to talk about. Good night. The Elton John concert oh, last night. Oh, that's true. We did go see Elton John. Was fantastic. Phenomenal. It was so good. Like, we were very close, first yeah. of all. We yeah. could see his hands while he was playing. Yeah. And, dude, that dude can play some piano. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. So... My, probably my favorite um, Elton John song is Levon, mm-hmm. and he played Levon, which is phenomenal. Yep. But then, like, it turned into this, like, 11 minute song. Yep. Um, where Elton and the band just went nuts. I videoed that song, and I, like, was like, at one point, I was like, my arm is tired. What? Like, <laughs> I have to put this down. I want to put my arm down. Yeah. Come on. But it was, uh, it was, it was amazing because, like, it turned into, like, I, 11 17, 70, live album with him and uh, mm-hmm. a bass player and a guitar or, uh, and a drummer. Yeah. And uh, they, they like go into the, these jam sessions in that, yeah. like that are like 11, 12 minutes long or whatever. This felt like that. It did. And it was fantastic to have like the really nice, like big, you know, just, oh, this is just like it is on the album kind of stuff. But then there's also like this whole, like, yeah. whole back section of the song well, that was like, just a jam session. And like that's, at certain points, they were like looking over at Elton, like waiting for him to cue the next section, you know? And I think that's like the fascinating thing about Elton John throughout his career and like and granted he's a lot older now so he's not as like uh as mobile he can't like you know dance around and like stand on the piano yeah handstand on the piano and all kinds he can't do that stuff but he's still like he is equal parts both a performer and a showman and also like a really talented musician yeah like you know you have you have people and i'm not saying like people like um uh that you know in pop music justin timberlake he's a he's a talented musician too but I would say, like, what is like the focus of his show is more of the the showman kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, same thing with like Taylor Swift. She's a a musician as well. She's a super talented Fantastic, songwriter. Yeah. yeah, like, but I say like the the purpose of that show is to showcase their showmanship and the performance. Um, and make it a, like a spectacle, an experience, yeah. if you will. Whereas I, th- I feel like, and, and I think it's probably just because of his age, um, but like this was this was more equal parts where it's like, hey, we're just going to jam and rock out here for like mm-hmm. 11 minutes and you're going to love it because it's amazing. Yeah. And because we're, we're like, we can do that. Yeah. Um, and whereas, you know, like uh, there's no 11 minute uh, instrumental interlude in the middle of Taylor Swift's show. Yeah, you know and there I mean? there are certain like th- there are different like levels of that where it's like Elton John like it's fascinating like he is a superstar like yeah. just yeah and, but like and once you reach that superstar level yeah. like I didn't anticipate him to talk as much as he did specifically because it's like this is a stadium show yeah with uh, lots of people here yeah. and like you would just expect it to be the like, arena show mm-hmm. it was arena tour yeah and so like you expect this to be like hey I'm we're just gonna like play the music play the songs and yeah. then like you know. Peace out. We're we're done. We yeah. like talked a lot, told stories about like the different songs and like his, their history of his like career and things. And like I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I was like, was this really is cool. this was more talking uh, than I expected. Yeah. Just because of the the level of superstar that he is, and the fact that he's appealing to this entire like you know arena of yeah. people. And so I I was appreciative of that. Yeah, I was too. And I think in you know, it was cool. You know, hear him talk about his influences from nashville and i mean you can really hear hear that kind of like influence on his early records especially yeah um 
and he, you know, he talked about Chet Atkins and played some right before he went into Tiny Dancer. Played a song by Floyd Kramer and went yep. into Tiny Dancer. It was just it was really cool um, to uh, to hear him um, talk about you know like just the songwriting process. Yeah, he talked about how you know like when he he gets lyrics, you know, you start seeing this movie play in your mind and how, you know, you, when, when you're reading a good book, you know, yeah. you see this thing and so then you just have to figure out how to translate that into a genre of music and then actual melodies and notes. Yeah. And that was, it was just really cool to, to uh, hear him talk through some of that. It's, it's also awesome that he played like, he played a lot of songs that I didn't expect him to play either. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was like a few songs and there was like, I did not expect, even like the second song he played is like, I'm like, well, what, <laughs> this is, this is a deep cut. Yeah. Like it's, it was really, yeah. it's, and it wasn't necessarily like a, a big hit or yeah. like a commercially thing, but it's just fun for him to play. And then like, he talked about that where he's like, if I don't hit the songs that you, you know, are your favorites, I'm sorry. It, we would be here until Thursday if we did yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I think it's, he played it's just most, fantastic. Like, he played a good cross section. The one thing I wish he'd played at least one song from from uh, the Lion King. That yeah. Fun. That was the one, like, the one spot where I was like, he could have like literally just blown my mind yeah. if he'd done, you know. Well, and I thought he was about to because like that last outfit, he he had uh, two outfits or three outfits total, two changes. Um, the la- last sort outfit. of because he had a robe on, on one, so four outfits technically, if you want to be because he takes off the robe and then he has the, uh, the oh, thing sure. on underneath. Yes, and, yeah. okay, yes. Um, the robe though had that lion yep. on the back, and I was yeah. like, he's gonna play something from Lion King. And yeah, dude, didn't happen. Wardrobe was fantastic. Oh like, yeah, I mean, the, it's, uh, his, his, it's gonna it's be it's fantastic. gonna be amazing. Um, anyway, but yeah, super awesome concert. Yeah, like my favorite artist of all time. Like yeah. if if I were to pit, like point at one and be like, hey, what's your favorite artist of all yeah. time? And I'm like, it's Elton John. Well, and I think like he, you know, I think you know, we we look at different artists like the Beatles and um and Elton John. Like I mean, they changed the landscape of music and, and affected it in so many ways. And I think you know, you think about you know somebody like an artist like the Beatles, like they were around for such a small period of time. Right. But El- Elton's career has, um, has gone on and it still continues. And it's while like his earlier stuff had more of an impact on the landscape, musical landscape, I think he has had a, an impact more in a behind the scenes kind of way, mm-hmm. um, as his career has progressed. And so it's been cool. It's, it's cool to see, like, it's cool to see him yeah. in, in person and see this music played live by the person you've been listening to yeah. for your whole life play it. Well, I mean, that's the, like, he mentioned that, hey, I've been touring, not just like, yeah. not just writing or playing music or what. <laughs> I've been touring since 1969. And I was like, I, as the same artist. It, it struck me as like, that's like almost 20 years before I was even born. Yeah. I mean, it's 50 years. And, and that's, the, that's the thing. Like, sure, Paul McCartney's still around. Right. You know, right. But like, he was a part of the Beatles for a period and Journey for a period. And yeah, he's Paul McCartney for a while. Um, wait, it wasn't Journey. It was... Um, Wings. <laughs> Wings. Sorry. <laughs> Journey. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Journey just sneaks in like whenever you don't <laughs> let it always like... You just blurt out Journey. It's like... <laughs> Like all of a sudden, somebody's just playing a Journey song, and you're like, "What? Have Why? you heard that new Kid Cudi and Journey song?" <laughs> <laughs> they just slide, slide Journey. in where they're, they're not wanted. You're like Journey. They just we're walked in the studio. Journey. Like they just walked in here, and we're yeah. like, "Hey, you guys, anybody say Journey?" Yes. When the lights <laughs> go oh down. Oh my gosh! All right. In the city. Anyway. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> the concert was awesome. Yeah. And we talked for too long about this, John. That's right. We've got to move on. Yeah. We've got a game to get to. That's right. For people who don't care about Dead, Red Dead, you're going to hate us for this whole show. I mean, maybe. All right. So I want to do two things. Also, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah what like are, what are you Dead doing with your life? You know? Who are you? Oh, man. It's such you a need to reevaluate so your priorities <laughs> and go play Red Dead. That's right. So moving into the spooky Halloween. Uh, are we doing that first? Or no. What? No. Oh, okay. well, what's our main? What do you want our main segment? I, I don't segment know. That's to be? a good question. It could be either one. I'm I'm fine with either. Flip a coin, Chris. Flip I mean, a coin. We haven't. We haven't. This is more. That's more of a topic that we haven't done before. I said we do an update on on the. Uh, we uh, okay. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do an update on the news stuff we talked about last week. Perfect. Then we're gonna do our scary TV. Then I have I another like segment. Okay. A surprise segment. In addition to the 15 episodes. In addition to the 15 episodes. Oh. This is gonna be. We're gonna go through this fast, John. It's packed. All right. So. Um, since last week, if you listened to last week's show, you heard us talk a lot about, uh, the comments made by Dan Hauser, the, uh, one of the heads of Red Dead, sorry, of, of Rockstar and talk about like crunch in general and, um, the effect that it has on, uh, employees and like, is this, you know, the, the, uh, something that, 
um, is even happening in this at this in this scenario? Um, is it something that like uh, needs to be corrected by uh, unionization or something like that within the industry? So I don't want to rehash all that. You can nope. go back and listen to the last episode, and, and I will really refer good you discussion there. Like this is a, a a pretty widespread discussion that's been had. Like I've listened to really great podcasts from uh, Kotaku, their split screen podcast. That was, I had a good discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, PlayStation Beyond, IGN's podcast had a good discussion about it. And uh, I think the best discussions that I've heard uh, were on Kind of Funny Games Daily podcast. There was one with um, uh, Gary Whitta mm-hmm. that was good. And then one with Jared Petty that I think was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And one one thing I did want to bring up uh, before I move into this um, is, well, I'll, I'll reference that later. So there was a, over the weekend, basically. So like we recorded on, what was it, Wednesday, Wednesday last week? Wednesday last week. So Thursday. Thursday morning. <laughs> the next day. Um, Rockstar had sent out an, uh, an email to employees saying, hey, we want you to be open and honest and share your experiences working here. Um, you're, you can talk about working here on, on social media. And um, there's an article Jason Schreier wrote in Kotaku you can find um, that talks about that specifically. I mean, most of the most of the uh, the comments were um, pretty positive. Mm-hmm. There were people like saying, yeah, hey, we, we, we've crunched and we've worked 80 hours a week. Um, so there was some of that, like, and I, all in all, I think it was a pretty like, you know, mixed bag. Um, I think the biggest criticism of, of like that was like, well, who's going to go out there if you're currently employed and, um, yeah. you know, throw shade at your employer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not necessarily, if you're currently employed under your real name on Twitter or yeah. whatever, you're not going to be like, yeah, it's totally abusive, you yeah. know, <laughs> because it's like, oh wait, I haven't lined up another job yet. Or right. This game hasn't even launched yet. And then, um, and so that's the biggest criticism, you know, for that. I think there was a so there's a new article out by Jason Schreier. Says his, the longer piece we referenced that he was working on last yeah. week has come out, and it's I mean it's going to take you an hour to read. Yeah. Um, but you should read it, and it, it talks really about good. a lot of a lot of different things. I, one of the pieces in there that he that I think affects that is, um, this week there's a it's a complex issue. Let's just say this whole thing is a complex issue, and I think even that uh, that you know this article. Points to a lot of different a lot of different issues. Yeah. Um. The the one that ref, that um kind of counteracts and maybe like kind of informs the whole social media, um, the lifting of the social media ban is like Rockstar's also asking internally, um, hey, we want you to tell us how you feel about this game, which I think is good. Like good, but then Jason also references, but the employees feel like they're they're afraid to speak up. I also though though want to say like the kind of people who he's talking to possibly like would be the the people who are afraid to tell their 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 leaders about their own like time on this game. Yeah, so, experiences. I yeah. don't know. It's so complex. It's like, yeah. and I think we said last well, week. There's there's no way to know exactly 100 percent what's going on. And even right. in the article, Jason references like <clears throat> he talked to people who were like, "We work nine to five jobs." Yeah. Yeah. And he worked within the same studio. And then he talked to other people who were like, "Yeah, we're crunching 80 hour weeks." You know, yeah. like so. Everyone's experiences are so different across the the industry, mm-hmm. and, um, and from team to team within there. Like if you, yeah. you know, he was talking about how if eh, if your work was done like a while ago, it's like oh yeah, you're you know we're working yeah. nine to five. Like there's no like we don't even know what's yeah. going on. And then there are other people who it's like we've been crunching since uh, 2017, right? You know, or it's like oh my goodness, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, and I, I think and and the article's pretty like it brings up it's not a narrow focus because no. like it, it brings up a lot of things where it's like hey if you don't finish the game your name doesn't end up in the credits and like you know there's all these things I'm like mm-hmm. okay if we're focusing in on crunch specifically let's not like th- this is more of a piece that's just kind of like investigating rockstar practices as a whole right which is fine to do but like i think if we're looking at as as an industry, we're focused on like, okay, well, how do we solve one problem at a time here? Yeah, and focus on like crunch. It does like crunch specifically with along the lines of like, hey, your name not ending up in the credits if you quit your job beforehand. Like if it's it, like that does inform a little bit of that the conversation around the fear crunch. about yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, I'm not gonna like I'm going to to crunch m- until the end of this game, and then I'm gonna bail on the studio. Sure, and and he described people who've done that, but he also like talked right. to a lot of people who have been there. F- 
four years. And right. not only like this is the di- dichotomy. But that's a reason why you wouldn't necessarily like speak up or leave beforehand. Yeah. And like you're like, okay, well, I guess I have to crunch because Definitely. everybody, they're demanding that. And so I can't necessarily quit the job. Otherwise, I have no credits for to my name for the past however many years. Yeah. I mean, you can still put it on your resume. Like, I'm not saying that's, is that they should. I mean, that's again, sure. that's their policy, and I'm sure it's in writing somewhere when you get employed there. Yeah, you know, like, I think it's a, that's a fairly <laughs> standard policy. Like, whenever, like across across the industry as well. Like, I don't think that Rockstar is necessarily unique to the fact that, like, hey, if you don't finish the game yeah. with us, like at the same time, maybe you don't end up well, in and, the and actual I, game credits. And I feel like that's like so. Say the industry does unionize. I feel like that's an issue that would end up like in some kind of terms mm-hmm. with the uh, the union. Uh, because, but then there's also complexities with that because like, um, we remember, uh, Joss Whedon rewrote all yeah. of, uh, Justice League, yeah. but like got no credit for it. Like there's always complexity. Well, with, but with also I'm not sure that he entirely and, wanted credit for it no, either, for sure. you know, cause it's like, it was, it was, uh, it was a mess. And, and, of all and, the know, things you're just like, ah, it's fine guys. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it. that that's, that, that also would probably play into some of it of, of that. And I, Again, like you said, if if there happens to be like unionization talks, like that's that will be something that gets hashed yeah. out. Like, at what level? That's of why I don't want like do- you don't want to just like have <laughs> just your name on something if it's like oh well, I left because that game was gonna be yeah. trash and like that, then, then your name's on it. That's you know? why I don't want to dwell on it because then yeah. we've spent. <laughs> that's true. Good <laughs> minutes point. on it. Uh, valuable minutes, John. Before valuable before minutes. Red Dead. Um, I think the. There are a couple like conversations happening industry wide that I think are interesting. Yeah. One is um, Jared Petty. If you listen to that that uh, um, podcast, uh, the kind of funny games daily podcast with Jared Petty, he brought up a really great point where he um, number one, like was he was said like I want to be very very cautious that I'm paraphrasing that we are not um, crucifying one company for a problem that is a systemic problem across the industry mm-hmm. because you 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 end up you end up you end up like solving the wrong problem or taking the wrong thing it's not like it's not that rockstar is the only one doing this mm-hmm. this is an industry wide problem so how do we solve not just the problem at rockstar but how do we solve the whole thing and that's the conversation to be had instead of take down Rockstar. Yeah. The other thing is um, there's a lot of like talk from among gamers. Well, well how do we, uh, do we boycott, you know, Red Dead 2 to, um, to, you know, let it be known that we don't like this. We don't support this kind of crunch. We want our devs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, there are two, two good arguments against it. Number one is like in Jason Schreier's article, yeah. they talk about how, uh, the bonus structure works at Rockstar. So if your game does well, you've cr- say you've crunched four hundreds of hours, and your game does well, the, the bonuses, according to Jason, can get up into the the mid five figures. So we're you know we're talking um, that would be like fifty grand. 50, fifty grand. Yeah. So like, cool. Like, but if we all boycott the game, then the people who crunched actually don't get paid mm-hmm. that bonus that they're hoping for and expecting yeah. for and working toward. And like yeah. that doesn't seem right. Right. Like I'm not going to um, boycott something and then punish the devs that I'm actually like it, yeah. it, that's 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 backwards. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then in in uh, in that article, he also talks about how back in 2012, whenever um, it was Max Payne three yeah. launched from Rockstar, it didn't sell nearly as well right. as like the uh, they expected it to. And so nobody got their big bonuses based on that. Right. So it's like the, any of their extra overtime or whatever that they had put in, any of that crunch time, those you know, 80-hour, 60-hour weeks, they didn't see basically is, anything from it. Right. Um, so I don't think that's what's one argument against it. But then it's also like I think you have to like turn it around and say if you had spent hundreds of hours working on something mm-hmm. and working passionately on what you consider a piece of art. That's like yeah. what, what a lot of people in the, in the, in Jason's article said, like, yeah, this crunch was, was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it destroyed, you know, like friendships and took so much of my time, but I freaking like, this is the best, uh, thing I've ever worked on in my life. Yeah. You know, it's like, the best video so, game ever, you know, and, that I've ever put out. Yeah. Or best pro, you know, like it's just like the most, um, the most, uh, interesting project I've worked on. Like the, that's the kind of language they're using. Like yeah. if you feel that passionately about something that you've created, the last thing you want is for no one to play it. Yeah. After you've poured your literal life yeah. into it for the past seven years. That's right. So 
Um, I don't necessarily, I don't think, I like, I, this is my opinion. I think, like, again, I, I said last week, it's up to the industry to change it. Yeah. The devs need to change it. But I think people like us who have a, have a platform, even if it's small, like, bringing it up and having the conversation, I think that's our responsibility. Yeah. And then as gamers, I think um, continuing that, that conversation and asking for reporting on, hey, yeah, sure, this next Call of Duty may be great, but what did the devs have to go through to get there? And mm-hmm. just be aware, yeah. you know, awareness and talking about it and, and having the conversation, yeah, does more um, than I think we all realize. Yeah, and I think like just as a as a group of you know, it's this is it's a generalization, but like gamers can be relatively impatient whenever delays on games happen. Yeah, and it's like, and so you know, then in that case, like companies can be fairly resistant to delay games that maybe need to be delayed they you know at, at if they say hell it's either crunch or delay the game it's like i would rather them just delay the game you know yeah, yeah. don't don't destroy your entire workforce right and uh and and work people to the to the bone just yeah. just to get it out on a, our deadline right. of course then you run into things where like rock uh red dead redemption 2 delayed twice and then delayed it like a third time to where it's at now and not only do you have like the player base but you also have uh stockholders who yeah. are who are like okay no no this needs to come out now so it's like there are other things at play whenever delays happen and whenever they don't happen yeah but I mean there the the unfortunate reality is that there reaches a point of no return with these games and in much the same way at some point there reaches a point of no return with movies where like you push the marketing ball down the road and now you have partner relations with uh, and, and exclusive stuff with Sony. You have an, a console that's coming out. They're manufacturing it. Mm-hmm. You have you have um, not only your stockholders now, but another company's stockholders invested in the fact that this is coming out. You've mm-hmm. sent all your you have pieces like GameStop and even mom and pop like small uh, indie game stores expecting this flood of yeah. of cash in a at a specific time because your game is coming out. So yeah. like there reaches a point where like yeah you can slow the the um the boulder from going down the cliff mm-hmm. but at some until point, a point it, it, yeah and, and then it reaches a point where it's like this is too big to stop mm-hmm. unless there is like a, just a catastrophic thing mm-hmm. because it, it damages not only your company but it has ripple effects through the industry right and um right but so, I mean, and so honestly, uh, like, but if we can remove the piece of us, like right. saying getting upset about it, yeah, that helps. That helps up tremendously. Yeah, where it's like, oh, it's delayed. That's that's fine. I'm disappointed yeah. that I'm not playing it this year, but I'll play it next year. Right. That's great. You know. And, and again, like it goes back to okay, well, what happens in a scenario where like if contractually you have to pay your you know uh, employees like four times the amount or something like that if you go into crunch mode. Yeah, if you go above well, 45 you, hours you or something. hire more people at that point because it's cheaper to hire more people? And sure, like I think the like the end result may be that maybe we end up paying more for games. Mm-hmm. But do I necessarily... I don't necessarily think that's bad. It's like, well, either either we pay more, more for games or our games aren't as huge or something. Like there's an end result, but it's like... Yeah. Do I really need Red Dead to be 60 hours long? Yeah. Would I enjoy it just as much as if it was 30 hours long? Possibly. Well, yeah, maybe. They've already cut five hours out of it Yeah. Uh, to cut out a romantic storyline that didn't work, you know? Yeah. So, like, and and would I care? I mean, I'm paying, I'm buying the $100 version. Yeah. So, like, would I pay $120 for this? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean... <laughs> The uh, the thing I I think about like along along those lines also of like oh just hire more people or whatever um, on the What's Good Games podcast Andrew and I, like had brought up that a tweet that somebody tweeted at her for a developer had said it's kind of like it's not necessarily a question of like hiring more people is like just imagine like writing a poem and you have to write a third of that poem and then like then I'm gonna ship it to this other person to finish that poem but then I'm gonna hire a third person to get the middle of that poem and it's in another language you know of of like. A code language and it's like it just it becomes a little bit more complicated than just like hire someone else to do this other person's sure. work it, it you requi- know? well i think it requires better and more flexible project management so yeah. like and systems at least from the get in my work you know like uh we hire we've hired and do hire uh contractors on an as-needed basis mm-hmm. whenever we're ramping up and doing a project that we can't fulfill all the needs for internally yeah so it's like Okay, and, I, and I'm sure, and the same thing is true in the movie industry, mm-hmm. and I'm sure is true to some extent at, in in places like Rockstar. Oh yeah, um, but like, I think it would force them to think through that a little bit more if the ramifications were more by having to institute crunch. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, where it's so. like, ooh, it costs us more to institute crunch than to hire these other people. We're yes. going to hire these other people. You 100%. Know? And then, yeah. and then it's a, you know, like it just makes you decide. Right. What, what do you, what do you, what's important? What do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Like it's, I think along the whole unionization conversation, like if, like you mentioned last time, it's like, well, if companies would start behaving, like they see the writing on the wall of like, okay, union, yeah. unionization is happening. We're just going to behave. Like we're yeah. just going to, the next game, we're going to be like then there's no better need. about this. Then there's no need. Yeah. You know, but in this case, it's like, it seems like it hasn't gotten progress. Like there are areas when people in the Jason Schreier article have referenced, oh yeah, it's way better than it used to be. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't seem like that has necessarily rolled all the way throughout the company. It doesn't seem like it's rolled all the way throughout the industry. Yeah. There's too many, too many stories that are, are happening of like, hey, we have 60 hour work yeah. weeks, 70 hour work weeks, and it's like, hmm. Also, in that like Jared Petty, uh, um, kind of funny games daily, he made a, a good point about um, like the beginnings of the video game industry were kind of based around crunch with people sneaking into MIT to use the computers to That's make right. games. So, yeah, like. It's just kind of the, it's kind of the culture around mm. it, and like and that's whenever like changing things in the in culture are in any subculture are harder yeah. than um, than you would think. Yeah, it's not just a flip of the switch. It's like you have to also change people's mindsets. Not, uh, case in point, sure, Dan Hauser. There was a recent part in Jason Schreier's article where uh, a dev was talking about how they were infuriated at Dan Hauser's remarks about the fact that they don't. Um, they don't crunch because basically because it was like, but we are. Yeah, don't and take, now, take and, this and, from us. And now, yeah, basically, like, I mean, I would say that 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 dev, like, even though he, he wasn't like speaking positively about crunch, he's still wearing crunch as kind of a badge of honor and the fact that like we did crunch. Yeah. Don't pretend we didn't yeah. to get to this point to make this thing yeah. because we put a lot of hard work into this and now you're discounting that work by saying we didn't do it. Yeah. And so like, Again, that's a piece of the culture where it's mm -hmm. the subculture where it's like we've got to remove the stigma and it's and it's hard, especially with work, where it's like you put you put so much of yourself into something and work really, really hard, you're proud of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wouldn't expect you to not be. I also think about like the human cost. Like it's like, okay, well, I like this, this, the crunching for you, like crunching for Dan Hauser has cost me X, Y, Z. So you better not deny that it's happened. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's this, right. it's not necessarily even like a badge of honor. Yeah. It's like, you better not like, yeah, you know, for sure. tell me that I didn't lose X, Y, Z because of this, because I did. Yeah. You know? um, but go back even five years, you know, 10 years ago and crunch was like, yeah. A badge of honor, like, yeah. and I think like even I mean Dan Hauser uses it as an example, but like it's just an everyday thing to him. Yeah. So like again, I'm not saying it's right, but what I'm saying is like it's hard to remove and get past ingrained uh, habits within a subculture like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to wrap up that whole thing, it's like. <laughs> I'm so excited for this game, dude. It's also like it's like man, it's a it's a bummer that like th this has been going on with the company. But I'm gonna fully enjoy all of these people's like massively hard work, and I hope that they're rewarded. Yeah. with the bonuses at the end of the year for it. Yeah, I think it's like if you listen to the Gary Witta, um, uh, kind of funny games daily. I think like he made a, a comment that I don't necessarily like fully agree with, where he said you know like, this kind of makes me like might make me enjoy the game less now. I'm like I don't know. I think. I think I'm going to respect this game more now and get as much enjoyment, more enjoyment as I can and actually like understand the sacrifice that's gone into it Yeah. for me to be able to play what, you know, as reviews come out is um, almost unarguably a masterpiece of a game. And um, I really appreciate all the hard work um, that, and, you know, lies, time, blood, sweat, tears, sacrifices that people have made so that I can have some fun and play an, a game. Like that yeah. seems like such a weird, like, um, trade off. Yeah. But for the people who actually made this, like I have, um, the utmost respect and admiration and, um, I'm super thankful for mm. just the devotion that you had toward this Yeah. and I'm going to respect your work and yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and as you said, like as someone, I, I mean, We've both had like crunch times. Like it, it happens. Yeah. Like it happens in creative endeavors and anything that has a deadline. Like it happens. Like and if like at the end of the day, like I, 
I have worked like ridiculous hours and then you're like, I want people to enjoy this thing. hundred percent. You know, and yep. it's like, and I want you to enjoy that. And, you know, cause I put all this into yeah. it. And so in my mind, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this thing. Yeah. And it's, and it's going to be amazing when because was... of all these hours that you put in. And it's like, there is, like I said, a human cost to it, yeah. but at the same time, it's going to be a masterpiece. And if it's a masterpiece, it's like, this is going to be amazing. On smaller terms, like we had a, my, my um, Halloween party over the weekend. I took two days off of work. Um, we, I, you know, we stayed up till like three in the morning the night before decorating. And all day that day, we put a ton of work into it. Um, I was real tired. I was, I was real tired still on Monday from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing I wanted after putting all that work into it is for someone, you know, people to show up and be like, meh, it's, it's all right. No, I want freaking people to like super enjoy it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's why I did that work. Yeah. You know, and, and that's again a super small scale and nothing compared to the work they put into it. But you get you know, you're getting my that's my point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the game. Yeah. But also understand what it took to get there right. and and respect that. And and you can both not be okay with what it took to get something to a spot and be like, how can you do better next time? Or yeah. how can you know it's like Oh, I mean that's and that's anything. Exactly. Dude. But also you know? enjoy the thing. You yeah. know, it's like that's that's the complexities of being a human <laughs> is that you can both be a, be be happy with the uh, end result, but not be okay with how you got there. Yeah, I mean I, I don't think that there's any process or any any product or any anything in the world that could not be improved. Yeah, there's always room for improvement, and um, but that doesn't discount where you're at, right? Or the end product, or how good how good this potentially will be. So, yeah, yeah. That's the news. We didn't do news. <laughs> we didn't even go that into wasn't even it. the news. That's all right. It's just it's the update to last week's news yeah. story. All right, so now we're going to quickly go through our favorite Halloween episodes of television. So I have to go pick up, I have to go check in in like 25 minutes. That's right, Chris. So we're going to go through this quickly. So we are going to go through this quickly. Yeah. So we're going to go back and forth, and we'll have like an ultimate yeah. like couple of ones. Uh-huh. Like, the like okay, here's the, yeah. Yeah, here's yeah. the big two. Yeah. So Chris, who, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You start. Okay, I'm going to start with Phineas. And Ferb. Mm. There's some great Halloween episodes in Phineas and Ferb, dude. Yeah. There's, uh, because like, it's hilarious because it happens during the summer. Like, yeah. it's it's all one summer is the uh, So the, how's our Halloween? So the first year, the first season, they did Halloween by having someone get the hiccups and they have to scare the hiccups <laughs> away from them. So that's how they, they like shoehorned in their, uh, the, the Halloween episode into the premise. Nice. The, uh, the next year, they went through and they actually did like a montage. It was like, oh, here, I'm going to tell the Tri-State Trilogy of Terror. Mm. And so you have the, the Macabre Bookmobile, like a, a vampire yeah. kind of esque character uh, has a, drives a bookmobile, the Macabre <laughs> Bookmobile. And uh, it tells three stories about uh, the characters within Phineas and Ferb that are Halloween related. They're scary. One of them, uh, Ducky Momo, comes to life and, and attempts to, you know, murder Candace. And that was that was a scary one. Anyway, it's a, the the, uh, the they've done other things like Night of the Living Pharmacists, where it's mm. basically like a zombie esque kind of a thing, but mm. it's just a bunch of doofenshmirtz. The town is getting taken over by doofenshmirtzes. Yeah, and uh, the, the 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 kids have to go save the day, and mm. they do end up saving the day. Mm. Fun fact: it's the first time. Can't remember if the, if 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 uh, Isabella professes her love to uh, Phineas or kisses him. I can't remember what happens, but because their memories get wiped at the end, it doesn't. It, it didn't happen. So mm. anyway, but yeah, it's a, they have some great Halloween episodes in there. So you should right. go check those out. Yeah, I noticed you can get them. I actually bought them all on uh, on iTunes. Nice. So like nice. they're like a couple bucks for each episode or whatever. That's so awesome. I uh, picked them up there. Very fun. That's so that's awesome. my first one. Phineas and Ferb. All right, my first one, there's two. Or sorry, I was going to talk about two episodes of New Girl. Oh, So okay. there's there's various Halloween episodes. One of the ones I was going to talk about is not a Halloween episode. Uh, but the one that is I... Is it just a creepy episode or I, like... I'll tell you what, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. So um, my... Uh, the one that's the Halloween episode that I was going to highlight is... Uh, I forget what it's called, but there's uh, one where um, we find out that Nick... Sorry, we find out that Schmidt has been no yes has been talking to who he thinks is michael keaton for years <laughs> that's right and it's because he wrote to michael keaton whenever he was a little child and his mom replied as michael keaton and then he started kept doing it at college and nick picked it up and has been talking to mike m- talking to him as michael keaton that's really funny yeah it was really really funny so was, uh you should check that out there's also one that's like 
it was in the next to last season uh, whenever Megan Fox was on the show and the power all goes out in the city. It's the middle of the summer, super hot. And um, Nick has to go down into the basement to fix the power and there's (laughs) rats down there. And um, he, yes, it's hilarious. It's, he gets real scared and it's funny. That's amazing. It's one of my favorite parts of the entire series. I love it. He goes down to the basement um, to get the power back on. Scary episodes, even if they're not Halloween related, are uh, are always some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Which leads me to my next choice. Mm. Community mm. has some really good Halloween oh, yeah. episodes, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I was looking like the first like season of the show. It, the, the one that I remember, the gag that I remember is that Abed dresses up as as uh, Batman. Yes. And then talks like Batman. <laughs> yeah. The entire episode. <laughs> and that was like I was just that's hilarious. The first season of Community is so interesting because it's like it's basically could happen. Like you can imagine, oh, this is like a mm-hmm. normal community college. Mm-hmm. Then in the second season, they go insane. Speaking of uh, of of zombie related things, like everyone is taken over as basically zombies, and uh, they have to save the school. It's, Again, it's a the, the traditional like comedy doing the the Night of the Living Dead kind of a kind of a thing, um, and so like, that episode is also hilarious. It gets weird in the third season. I'm not I, see the other thing is I'm not a huge fan of like late late community. Uh, sh- like the third season, I'm just like I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, but the first first two seasons. First are the best. two seasons are like amazing because again, the yeah. first season totally normal community college stuff that like it's like oh well, there's weird stuff with the writers but... that happen and like I don't want to get into that. Right, but it was, right. Uh, but yeah. first two seasons, watch yeah. those Halloween episodes. They are fantastic. Yeah. What is your next pick? Our next pick is Bob's Burgers. Bob's so, Burgers. That was going to be one of mine. Yeah, Bob's Burgers. They do a, a Halloween episode every single season. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think my favorite, though, is one of the first ones uh, where the kids go over to King's Head Island, which is mm. where all the rich people live, um, for uh, Halloween night. And they uh, get chased by a group of older kids. And um, shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans ensue. That was uh, that's like one of the uh, the episodes that I think of whenever I think oh Halloween yeah. episode. Like uh-huh. that was one of the iconic ones. <laughs> I'm trying to look and see like which season it's in. I think it's in season two. Yeah, it's either two or three. I don't know. It's don't very know. I early. I don't think it's I don't think it's one, but um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, they, but again, they do one every single year. So like. Uh, just check them all out. Yeah, they're they uh, they're always like I always wait for that Halloween episode. Like in fact, I think I have one queued up to watch like tonight nice. or tomorrow of uh, of Bob's Burgers for for the Halloween. That's episodes. awesome. Um, what's your uh, what's your next pick? My next pick is Star versus the Forces of Evil. Mm. Um, and on this one, this is uh, this is a show that is somewhat creepy anyway. Like they have those like scary episodes or like she she fights monsters. Like it's very fantastic and that sort of thing. So it's like there are those episodes anyway of just like, oh, this is kind of weird and like uh, in a um, Nightmare Before Christmas-esque yeah. kind of way. But, uh, but the uh, Hungry Larry episode was a, a Halloween episode they did last season. And uh, it is hilarious because Marco's father is it's like always throws like a Halloween party or and and is not scary. He tries to scare everyone. He's not scary, so he's super bummed that he's not scary. So Star summons a hungry Larry, who is a ghost, like a spirit from the Nether Realm, to scare people at at his house. Yeah, and it the the thing ends up like really scaring people like it walks in and it's literally just like a, a, a like a sheet with eyes and legs you know mm-hmm. where it's just he's like hey how's it going uh where should i set up uh should i set up upstairs and she's like sure sure set, set up upstairs and then he goes upstairs she's like this is a disaster he's supposed to be scary <laughs> and then it ends up being very very scary anyway um but yeah that's that's that that's my pick there they also have uh bon bon the birthday clown hmm where they uh, they have a séance where they raise Bon Bon the birthday clown from the dead That's a thousand terrifying. years after he died. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, it's really it's a, it's a great show. Um, I love it. Okay, so I think the last two are we're sharing. Yeah, the last two yeah. are like are are ours together. Yeah. So uh, you want to talk about Brooklyn Nine Nine? Brooklyn Nine Nine. They also do an, a Halloween episode every single year, and it's like it's um, they play off of each other. So like basically Holt. Hot, like make some kind of challenge to Detective Peralta and says, um, you know, you, you need to gra- get my watch off my my arm or something like that, yep. or get the key to um, something, you know, like that. It's kind locked of, in my safe, or yeah, like it's locked whatever, in my you know? safe. Yeah, so like he goes through the, these this whole rigmarole to uh, to try to swipe this out of or off of Holt um, out of his office or off of his body. 
in order to win. And, and they always you have to say that um, whoever wins says that the other person is a um, genius and the uh, best detective of all time or something like that. That's right. It's so funny, dude. And that's the thing is like, I love that they reference past times too, yeah. where it's like, oh, last year, you know, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then... Yeah, it's it, it, it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. It escalates. I always love like the self-referential kind of things within yeah. television shows, yeah. which is why like a lot of my favorite shows have that kind of element to them, where it's like um, we're building off of this, yeah, um, which I love. So, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Watch all of those. Nine Nine. I wonder what it would be like. I don't ever watch all of them. Like Halloween One, Halloween Two. Yeah, I've Halloween. Never done that. Like I, I feel like I might would, might do that. I yeah. might attempt to watch all of the Halloween episodes like back to back. See like how how does it work? It'd be fun. Because like there are things like probably season three or whatever like I'm like oh, I don't remember that happening I don't yeah. remember what they're talking about referencing there with the yeah. ongoing storyline but anyway Chris hit us with the number one number one is obviously it's a it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown that's right I at first whenever you brought this one up I debated I was like is this is this a TV thing no yeah I mean, but it's totally a TV is. movie hundred percent it is yeah um I mean there's always uh. You think of Charlie Brown around Christmas. That's right. But I also think about Charlie Brown around Halloween because of it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's the Great Pumpkin. It's a great, great um, television special. I mean, I don't know. I mean, other than being like, hey, go watch it. Yeah. It's one of the classics. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Like, I was walking through Target, um, and they have, like, in the Halloween section, they have, like, a bunch of Halloween movies or, like, TV movies and things like that. And uh, there's a couple, like, we picked up... Um, the Toy Story of Terror oh, yeah, um, to yeah, watch. Yeah. I haven't ever watched it. Like, have you ever seen it? Is it good? Um, I don't know. We're gonna watch it on Halloween. Okay. And uh, anyway, so like, but the the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is right there as well. Mm. So it's like this is like something you can pick up for like a few dollars mm-hmm. uh, physically, or like you know probably I imagine on digital formats it's probably the same. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's it's fantastic. I rem- ours is actually in a box set with like it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah. And the Thanksgiving one and the uh, yeah. you know the Christmas episode as well. So like it's. You know, you can get them in various ways, but these are all fantastic classics that you should own. Oh yeah! All right, so uh, that's those are our favorite TV Halloween things. That is correct. Check them out. The last two pieces of this show. Uh, first, Red Dead was, is about to come out. That's right, John. What is uh, one of your favorite memories from the first Red Dead? Oh man! One of the best games of all time. One of my favorite one of the games, best of, all games of all time. time. So there's two. There's two that I'm thinking of. Okay. But the the one that I'll go with is the mystery man that shows up mm. throughout the entire world. Like you just find this dude in a top hat and a suit standing around like mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like if you didn't explore the whole map, like maybe you didn't even run into him. Um, but like he would just show up and like these different storylines would happen. And like over time, like you would you'd be like, oh, is this dude like mystical and magical? Like, is there like some sort of a, a like a spiritual aspect of this person? Like, is this like what's going on here? Or yeah. is he just like some some strange person, like human, who wears a top hat? And like, I don't know that it ever really fully answers the question um, completely, but like he does seemingly disappear at one point. Yeah, and uh, that was one of my favorite moments because like this whole time, like I would just be like meandering throughout the the countryside and it's all of a sudden he's just there and you're like what what anyway my favorite part i think is uh whenever you finally when you go into mexico and uh you make it across the river and the song starts playing and you're just like riding into the sunset we are playing said song right now playing it right now if this doesn't get you in the mood for red dead i don't know what will See, um, I remember that that you told me that, that going into Mexico was gonna was like one of your favorite things yeah. in this game, and I will I will agree. I was very very emotional about it. You also told me don't get off the horse because no. if you get off the horse, the song like stops. Like yeah. that's what happens. But like you didn't tell me that that's what would happen. You just said like don't get off your horse, and I was like, how long should I not get off my horse before I go to Mexico? And you're like, just you'll know, just don't. So I rode around on my horse for a good solid like 15, 20 minutes before, like after the song had ended, <laughs> before I was like, all right, there's nothing that's going to happen. That was what it was. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, okay. I mean, sometime we need to do a po- another uh, 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 look back. Like a spoiler cast of, yeah. uh, of Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. I like that. All right. So um, in our lead up to episode 300, we are walking through our episodes we're now up to episode 61. That's correct. Um, this was one of our favorite games in the in the current generation. Oh. Um, it's a shorter, uh, more, um, I would consider 
kind of indie, but had a major publisher? Yep. What yep. game do you think it is? I think it is. Okay, so there's two that it could be. It's yeah. either Child of Light uh -huh. or it's um, um um um. Oh man, what's I can't remember the name of the, the World War One game. Oh my goodness! That's what it is, though. Yeah, it's that one. Valiant Hearts: The Great War Review. That's right. It's supposed to be coming out to Switch. Uh, Child of Light is now on yes. Switch already. I love Valiant Hearts. And then Valiant Hearts is supposedly coming later this it. year, so I'm gonna buy come to Valiant Switch. Hearts for sure. Um, episode sixty-two was Guardians of the Galaxy preview. That's whenever I think you went and saw yeah. it in the IMAX. Yeah, you see like a chunked out like twenty minutes. You see basically the jailbreak scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Like it was. Oh, I, wait. I went too. We, all, we yeah. both went. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Like the previews like that blow, like kind of like weird me out a little bit now because like yeah. I went in expecting it to be like a, like that sort of, but I also. Think it, just, it just makes it high. It, it raises the hype level. It raises the hype level, but also like, I don't know, it was spoiled a little bit. Like, yeah. Because you're just like, oh, well, now I got to wait for the whole movie. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't know. Uh, episode 63, we. <laughs> listener topics. I thought we got away from this stuff. Uh, it just says last week the guys asked for your questions. Now they answer them. So we answered a lot of your questions. We, yeah, apparently and back if you in have 2014. Now go back to 2014's episodes, and we've answered them already. Yeah, like if you've ever asked us anything like in the last like little bit. Uh, we've it. Episode 64. We uh, it was it's titled "Travels in Mexico" with Matt Dean. It's our cousin Matt Dean. He used to live in Mexico. That's right. Uh, we talked about deluxe movie, Mexican movie theaters and what it's like to be an indie band in Mexico, and DDR arcade champions. I'm in. That, I mean, I, that was a really fun episode because yeah, it was, it was super, only 26 minutes long. How it was in like, the world. It was very late night, and uh, we were at your house. Yeah, and uh, we were like hanging out, and it was like, wait, we should record a podcast. Yeah. And so we did. So go listen to that because it was fantastic. Episode 65, we it was the Guardians of the Galaxy review. Oh yeah, and we talked about Comic Con 2014. Episode 66, the it's a first person shooter update. What in the heck does that mean? Oh, we talked about the uh, that falls shooter lineup yeah we also gave away two guardians of the galaxy posters that was whenever like that was essentially i don't know like i feel like i have gotten away from the first person shooter kind of genre yeah. a lot recently yeah, yeah. and I it's mean, because like that was almost exclusively what i played back in 2014 yeah whereas like today you look at it i'm like mostly third person yeah. i don't know yeah i mean i think it's just uh the changing landscape of games yeah episode 67 was the teenage mutant ninja turtles review the new one with megan fox We've talked about her twice now in this. I'm fairly certain that, that if we mention her one more time and then spin around three times and look in the mirror, she'll like come out after us. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> sorry, Halloween thing. Episode anyway. 68 was one of our classic summer episodes that we haven't didn't do this year. It was lunch with Chris and John. We talked about co-op games and the console wars. We uh, we got lunch down at Fido in I Nashville. And they were we doing the construction, the which is now finished. Sidewalk. Yeah, they, we sat on the sidewalk and uh, and talked. Yeah, there's lots great. of construction noise. Like it wasn't a br like I remember going through and editing all of the construction noise out, and so there's no more construction noise in there. Like you could probably hear a little bit of it, but like it was uh you know it's like that that was the care and that is the care that we take with the podcast. If there's construction noise, we remove it for your listening pleasure. For your listening pleasure. Episode sixty nine, the fall movie preview, two thousand fourteen. I wonder what movies came out that fall. That was back whenever we used to do like the November movie month. Yeah, it was. So there's probably a lot. Like nowadays, November is like a dead movie time. Yeah, at least the past couple of years. Yeah. Episode 70 was handheld gaming past, present, and future. We discussed Nintendo's announcement of the new 3DS and new 3DS XL. I wonder if we would have anticipated the Switch. <laughs> I don't think we did. Plus, we, did the, we talked about the Vita. Oh. Uh, episode 71 was Destiny Week 1 review. So we, I guess we'd played Destiny for a week at that point. Mm. We also talked about the iPhone 6 and Apple Watch. Still don't have an Apple Watch, even though I've wanted one since then. That's back in 2014. Chris, you got to get one of the new ones. Should. They've updated them. They're fantastic, <laughs> you tell me. No. Why haven't I gotten one? Well, tell, what's funny is of, of all the people I know and the people who own the Apple Watch, you sell me on the Apple Watch more than anyone that I know and you don't that own owns one. them yeah yeah you don't even own one yeah I'm just yeah. like every time you talk to me about one I'm like yeah the Apple Watch sounds fantastic yeah, it and I'm sounds like, amazing dude. and then uh and then I realized that you don't have one and I'm yeah. like wow that's it's kind of a bummer yeah it is uh actually and I don't think I was on that one Ike was on that one it that's says, right John is joined by Ike I don't know where I was I don't know either September 11th 2014 I don't know all right episode 72 Microsoft buys Minecraft that was wild that was wild and, and to be specific uh, Mo Yang yeah. is who they purchased. Well, and like, that, oh, dude, that's like of all of the the big things that have happened in the industry, like that's one of them where I'm like, oh yeah. boy, that's a it's big crazy. one. So is uh, Disney buying Star Wars? That's a, another big one. Yep. I mean, 
Minecraft is the uh, the best selling game of all time. The landscape. In whenever we started units. this podcast of like Microsoft not owning Mojang, yeah, and Star Wars being oh, effectively so completely do- done, like yeah. n- then Disney buys them. It's like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is that's a different world. Uh, episode seventy three, iPhone six review. Did I get the iPhone six? I guess I did. Yes. All right. Uh, true. We talked about True Detective, Supergirl, Super Smash Brothers, and. The Destiny Loot Cave. Remember the Loot Cave? Oh my goodness, the Loot Cave. Good Lord. Shooting into a Loot Cave. Just completely like... I mean, we did it. Like, oh gosh. Like shooting into a dark cave <laughs> and then running up and getting your loot. Like there's something satisfying about it. Like, I feel like, just make a game called Loot yeah, Cave. Yeah, it's like if you literally just have like upgrades that you get from from shooting into a Loot Cave and then running up and getting the the loot. Like it feels like, it feels like that's, a, that's a win, man. Yep. Uh, episode 74... Forza Horizon 2 versus The Crew and hashtag Righttober. I can tell you which one of those uh, wins. Oh, it's Forza Horizon 2. Mm-hmm. But you say, hey, cool. I like I like The Crew. I'm going to go back and play Forza Horizon 2. Sorry, you can't. That's right. It's gone. Also, there's a, The Crew 2 is is happening. Yeah. And uh, apparently like they pulled all their servers off of PlayStation because of some sort of a memory. I don't know. There was some bugs that they had, and then they were like Weird. closed it down for like a day, and then they brought it back. So That's crazy. Anyway. The always uh, online games. I'm going to go one past what we normally do. Okay. For a reason. So episode 75, we talked about Batgirl and the Witch's comic review. Oh my gosh. The Witch's comic. Like if you if you love horror and you oh, haven't man. read Witches. I have the, oh man, I need to pull those out. I have them, the issues at home. I need to oh, pull them out and read them. it scares the living daylights yeah, out it's, of me. It's not, it's not a fun comic. Oh, it's so, so, so unsettling. Uh, Arrow and the Flash season premieres. We talked about those. Nice, That's nice. back when we still had the Arrow on target and Flash on target. Love it. Episode 76 is why, like I don't normally go past <clears> this. This is a great Halloween game Ooh. or October game. That's Ooh. why I want to bring it up. We uh, reviewed Alien Isolation. I wasn't a huge fan, but I... Every so often, Fultron was. Fultron loved it. Yeah. And I every so often get the hankering to go back and play that again. So maybe I will. I don't know. Probably not. But um, if you want a good scary game, it's survival horror. If that's you your thing. You say good scary game. Maybe just scary game. Yeah. I mean, again, I just had some mechanical like problems good-ish. with game design. Yeah, goodish. If you want a uh, goodish scary game. Go play Alien Alien Isolation. Isolation. I think it's on it's on sale right now. There's also like a ton of scary games on sale on um, Xbox and I think on Steam right now and I probably PlayStation 2. I haven't checked it out in a while. I just play Spider-Man on there. I like it. On PlayStation 2? <laughs> on PlayStation 4. Uh, it Pro. was PlayStation as well. As also, if you want to know the best place to uh, play Red Dead, it's on the Xbox One X. Yeah, apparently. Apparently the, it's uh, in a full 4K on Xbox One X. It's in a... Uh, um, uh, basically fake 4K on uh, PS4 Pro, and then it's uh, not even 1080p on um, anything before that. The yep. Xbox One S me. or original or uh, the uh, original PS4. That's me. <laughs> it's like 896 or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. With me. We'll tell you next week. Yeah. Because it's the end of the show. You can find us online at stantargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrisjack250. And John Wright 777. And on, always, always online at stantargetpodcast.com. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. I'm going to leave and go pick up Red Dead. Me too. So are you. And the listeners should too. Oh, absolutely. We'll see you next just time. leave wherever you're at. Whatever you're doing, just leave whatever it is. Go pick up Red Dead. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.